Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. I love, one of my favourite chants is he's one of our own, Harry Kane. Well, they don't sing it anymore in Bayern Munich, actually, but they used to sing it when he was a Spurs player. He's one of our own. And this morning, we've got one of our very own, John Butcher, who's going to come and preach. So why don't we give him a round of applause as he comes. Amen. Wow. Well, it's awesome to be with you and uh, to be able to share with you some precious things from the Word of God. And uh, can I just say, I know we've been here a while now, but can I just say how delighted we are to be welcomed and feel a part of the family of God here. It's great to be a part of Arena family. Amen. You know, it's good when you get together with your family, you know, and the kids and the adults and the grandpas and the grandmas. But when you come together and you just feel a part of what God's doing, and, and can I say, you know, on Angela and myself's behalf, that ever since we came, quite a while ago now, we have felt that warmth, that welcome, that introduction to so many great things that Arena's doing. And to have a fantastic leadership, yeah, and I want to big you up, I really do appreciate good leadership. And in Josh and Helen, we've got fantastic leaders here that care for us, encourage us, inspire us, give us the Word of God. Amen. And so it's just great to be with you. And we feel definitely at home amongst you. To be with family as well, our natural family. Uh, it's exciting when we actually can get together, see our grandson growing, developing every day. He's growing and developing. And to feel that God has placed us here for a reason. We are vital. You are vital. Amen. You know, turn to the person next to you and say, you are essential. Amen. Turn to the other side and turn to the person next to you and say, I need you. Amen. Now turn back again to the other side and say, you need me. Amen. Amen. We are a part of the church of God. And uh, if you are new this morning, I just trust, as Josh rightly said beautifully, that we welcome you. We want you to feel at home. We want you to feel that you can be in a place of blessing and a place of encouragement. So it's just great to be together. Well, it's my remit this morning to speak on marriage, uh, part of these themes that we are going to be looking at, like I said, for the next few weeks. Marriage. And my message that I'm going to bring for a few minutes this morning is entitled, Marriage is Important. Marriage is Important. All you married couples should be saying, Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'd love to bigger Amen. But there you go. But marriage is important. Uh, it's sad, really, that when you get out of the circle of the church and you're outside the church talking to people in general, sadly, 
some people have got a different view of marriage to what we have. Uh, you know, sometimes you hear people say that, you know, marriage is no longer important. Marriage is obsolete. It's something of a bygone era, but today it's just not needed. I've heard people say that it's out of date. Why do we have marriage today in this society when you can just live together? You can just carry on without marriage. Also, I've heard people say on odd occasions that marriage is just a piece of paper. It's just something you sign, a bit of paper that you put in the drawer, and that's your lot. But I want to say this morning that marriage is vital. Marriage is important. It's important in so many ways, but first of all, I believe it's important because God says it's important. And if you read your Bibles like I do, I find scripture after scripture where it speaks about marriage being vital, vital to society. The society that we live in, if it's going to be strong, it needs strong families. It needs strong marriages where couples bind together, help each other, encourage each other. And so God believes, I believe, the Word of God uh, beautifully expresses it, that marriage is important this morning. And also, as we read the Bible, God points out the principles, amen, the blueprint, the foundations that help us as families to be strong together. And as the song goes, you know, it's good to go to the beginning, the very best place to start. In Genesis, we have the wonderful uh, illustration in Genesis chapter 2, verses 20 to 24. And we're going to get all beautiful. We've got the words up there. In Genesis chapter 2 here, we have the blueprint, we have the principles laid out for us for what marriage is all about. Let me read it for you. Uh, we're reading from the New International Version. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man." That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Because just before I get fully into the message, I just want to say that I believe that that is not a fable. Genesis chapter 2, the whole of Genesis and the plans there in the Bible are not fables. They're not made up ideas. They're not even illustrations. Or pictures, but I believe the Word of God is true. I believe in an Adam and Eve that were the first man and woman on the earth. 
Amen. I believe that God made the heavens and the earth in six days. And on the seventh day, God rested. This is the Word of God. And as soon as we start taking bits of the Bible and making them just into illustrations, ideas, fables, I tell you, we're on a slippery slope. But this morning, I know in Arena, we as a church here, all the campuses believe the Word of God to be true. Things that actually happen, things that God put in place. And here we have the principles. Some of the principles of marriage, why marriage is important to you and me this morning. I want to share four points very quickly this morning, why I believe that God emphasizes the importance of marriage. And they all but have the letter P at the beginning of them. So four things this morning, why God emphasizes the importance of marriage. Number one, say number one to your neighbor. Number one, partnership. Partnership. I am with you, heart and soul. Some of you will remember a few weeks ago, Josh quoted this verse, and of course it was a verse that the armor bearer to Jonathan said to Jonathan as they were going into battle. He said, I am with you, heart and soul. Marriage is all about a heart relationship, a commitment, a covenant that says, I am with you, heart and soul. In marriage, I believe it's vital that we are totally committed. Amen. I am with you, heart and soul. It's a choice. It's a commitment. It's a covenant that just like Jonathan said, uh, just like the armor bearer said to Jonathan, we as married couples say those covenants, that covenant to one another when we get married. In fact, if you look at the beautiful marriage vows and all you that are married will have said these vows to one another when you got married. Let me read them to you. I take you to have and to hold from this day forward for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish, amen, till death us do part. Do you think that's commitment? Those words are so vital and linking so beautifully with I am with you, heart and soul. I've heard a number of preachers refer to it as leave, cleave, and weave. You leave, yeah, the, the man leaves his mom and dad, as it says in Genesis 2 that we had a moment or two. You leave your mom and dad, you cleave to your wife. That's a lovely word, cleave. You are so closely knitted together. You are so close in your commitment to each other. You cleave and you weave. The weaving, the picture of something being woven together like a, a, a garment. Tightly, those threads are linked together 
because it needs to be tight. Well, it's exactly the same in marriage. We are woven together. And although we may be absolutely different character-wise, a little moment or two, we're talking about how we're all different, but we're all important. But it's interesting that two opposite people can come together and can weave together and become woven into one. And somehow you take on some of the traits of your partner. It could be, you know, I don't know, certain characteristics. And, of course, when you get children and children come along, it's fascinating to see the children taking on different mannerisms, whether it's mom or, or dad. But the all-partnership issue, I think, is so, so important. We are partners together. Partnership is vital both for God and mankind. Why do I say God? Because we believe here in our arena church, we believe in the Holy Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That doesn't mean that we worship three gods, but three persons. Three personalities within one God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And they live in unity. Jesus himself said about the Father, I don't don't do anything that I do off my own path. I do what the Father tells me to do. And Jesus, when he walked on earth, he walked in the power of the Holy Spirit. And at his baptism, we see Father, Son, and Holy Spirit working in harmony. Amen? Jesus being baptized, the Holy Spirit coming down upon him, And the Father saying, this is my Son, in Him I am well pleased. Amen. So partnership is vital. God is in partnership. And He shows to us through the Trinity how vital, vital we need to be in partnership together as married couples. Now, you know, I'd love to explain a bit more about the Holy Spirit and Jesus and God the Father and the Holy Trinity. But I haven't got time this morning. But if you come along to Rena Ministry School, if you see Nathan and book in, enroll, you'll be, I know that's one of the subjects that the team are going to be looking at. Amen. The Holy Trinity, partnership, working together, divine partnership, showing us the way to go when we are married and living in union. God has existed in partnership throughout eternity. God created man in his image. So just as partnership is important to God, it's also important to us, to mankind. God created man with the capacity and the need for community. We need each other. And like we said earlier to each other, I need you and you need me. And in marriage, we need one another. A man and a woman coming together in unity and showing to the world, this is what God says. This is what God has put into action. Now, this morning, I don't want to uh, be speaking about the importance of marriage. And of course, I'm sure that there may well be some dating couples here. I'm not saying you've got to go out tomorrow in haste and get married. And neither can I sensitively say that if you have been through separation or maybe even divorce, I'm not here to pour salt in your wound, 
but we are simply here to teach what the Bible teaches about these important principles. Marriage is so important. And we do realize as a church, we do realize as a leadership that there are people going through issues, situations, and we are sensitive to that. And we want to help you. And at the same time, we want to preach, teach the Word of God and what God says in the Holy Scripture. Yeah, I believe partnership is firstly vital in the church. We need each other. And also it's important in marriage. I often think of that illustration, and I use it a lot, the illustration of where uh, you get a jigsaw puzzle. I don't know how many of you are into putting jigsaw puzzles together. Oh, look, I can see a few hands. I haven't got the patience. I'll be honest with you. I haven't got the patience for it. And I know that some are hundreds, made up of hundreds of different pieces, the jigsaw puzzle pieces. Some thousand, you know? And bit by bit, you put it together. And as you put the different elements, the different pieces together, the picture becomes more and more relevant, and it becomes more and more clear. And it's wonderful picture of the church. Every one of us is a piece. Every one of us is vital to make the picture complete. And there's nothing worse than when you're doing a jigsaw puzzle, that you're getting towards the end, and it looks as though it's coming a bit, and, and there's a piece missing. And you're looking everywhere, under the table, underneath the settee, in the box, you're rattling it to see if there's anything there. And, you know, it's, it, it's so upsetting when you've got one piece missing. Can I tell you, if you're missing from the church this morning, or if you are a person that's not yet clicked in and become part of Arena, you missing makes the picture incomplete. You are needed. You are wanted. You are loved. And we want you to feel a part of what God's doing here in Arena. Amen. By God's grace, we go forward. Hallelujah. It's interesting, you know, that through all the stages of creation in Genesis, that God declared that it was good. But when it came to man without woman, God said that it was not good. In Genesis 2.18, the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Quite interesting, too, that we need to notice that Adam's aloneness, being alone, was a reality even in the perfect environment and with unbroken fellowship with the Creator Himself. He was alone, yet in the most perfect environment you can imagine. In the Garden of Eden, it was perfect. He was fellowshipping with God. And yet he was alone. Wow, what a picture of marriage. That God said he needs a helper. He needs someone to be companion with him, to work together and to show the world what partnership, what family is all about. Secondly, potential. I believe God wants to show to us through marriage potential. In other words, the capacity to get better, to grow. And as I look around the congregation this morning, you wonderful people, all your lovely smiles coming back at me. It's wonderful. 
I can see a lot of potential. God and myself don't look at you and see what you was. I know sometimes it's easy to look at our past and think, you know, I wish I'd not said that. And all of us have done it. We've all said things. We've done things that we know very much we should not do. But, you know, God doesn't look at our past because when we become Christians, he washes it away. Amen. He gives us a new start. But God this morning, and I'm looking at you this morning and knowing that there's great potential in this place. You have got something in you that God is wanting to bring out. God is wanting to bless you. And I believe it's the same thing in marriage. We bring out the potential in our husband, in our wife. I, I want to say that, you know, I give tribute to my dear wife, Angela, that when I was called into the ministry, and we both worked together as a couple, when I was called out into ministry and felt God calling uh, me to go to Bible college for three years, it meant that as we sat down and we looked at the budget, we looked at the finance, and to chop it bang in the middle, when one wage is going to be gone, when someone's in Bible college, is a big stretch. But I want to thank God for a wife who said, Amen. I am with you, heart and soul. This morning, I believe it's the same for us in marriages, that we want to pull out the potential in our partners. Amen. We want to see them encouraged, going on from strength to strength. We want to say good things about them. Amen. Not just to them face to face. I hope your husbands and you wives are saying good things to each other every day. I hope you're giving your compliments when your wife does a lovely dinner or your husband does a lovely dinner. Some husbands, you know, they cook the dinner uh, just like the wives do. But when they cook a lovely dinner, you say, that was this morning, my wife made me a cup of coffee and an orange, and she brought it up to bed. And I just, you know, I, 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 I looked at her and I said, that coffee is absolutely delicious. <laughs> and I sat there leaning, enjoying my coffee, enjoying, sat in bed. And, you know, it's just good, isn't it, to compliment. I remember a number of years ago, uh, I went to my haircut at a hairdresser's that was a unisex hairdressers, and uh, the lady who was actually cutting the hair, I just came in and got sat down, and I could see who was next, etc. And as I was sat there, this lady who was cutting the hair, she was giving her husband some rice stick. <laughs> and he wasn't there, but she was telling the other women and the other fellas in the, you know, hairdressers, oh, my husband... She was saying, is, is just pathetic. In fact, she says, is, is as good as a chocolate fire god. Yeah. And then she was going on. Then she said, you know, my husband is like a bungalow. He's got nothing upstairs. <laughs> and she was just going on. And I've, I felt in myself like sticking up for him. And, you know, and actually speaking out, you know. But I, I thought, I'd better not because I'm next in queue. I value my hair and I value my life. And if she's got clippers and scissors in her hands, <laughs> anything can happen. 
But you know, we laugh about it, but it's so easy to say things about your wife or say things about your husband, not just to them, but actually behind the backs and push them down. Well, we're in the business of building up. We're in the business of encouraging, inspiring, being kind, treating others the way we want to be treated. Amen. So let us pull out the potential. That's what marriage is all about, pulling out the potential of our partners. In 1 Corinthians 11, verses 11 to 12, it says, Nevertheless, in the Lord, woman is not independent of man, nor is man independent of woman. For as woman came from man, so also man is born of woman, but everything comes from God. In other words, we're not like an island floating on our own, but we are working together. And as I so, you know, really this, this morning, want to speak about the partnership of the church as working together as a unit. It's exactly the same in marriage. Marriage is so important. Yeah. God designed marriage to teach uh, the, the necessity of functioning together in community in a marriage background. Marriage is one of God's ways in bringing us to our full potential. Encouraging one another to grow and be the person that God wants us to be. Number three is procreation. Procreation. God said, be fruitful and multiply. Amen. This morning, growth is God's will. Growth is God's will. God had the mind that the earth was going to be filled with people and families, and that the church in this day is going to be growing and expanding. And of course, Christine, you know, has given this wonderful uh, vision of growth. And, uh, you know, I've been so excited. Get ready. Opportunity waits. Take hold. Growth. Within families, we grow. We grow. Children come along. And they are a blessing, aren't they? You know, they're, they're not a burden. They're not someone that, you know, a mistake. But children are a blessing. They are the heritage of the Lord. Growth is God's will. His desire is to see the earth filled and to see our churches filled with people. And as we share the good news, the good news of the gospel, the church grows. And as we see new people coming in, we want people to feel at home. We want to see people blessed. We want to see people encouraged as they grow and as they develop. And I want to see all our marriages blessed with the blessing of God. As we encourage each other, as we inspire each other to growth, to development, God blesses us and takes us forward. You know, God established a family with a mother and father to fill up the earth. And children find the greatest protection and security in the confines of a mother and father who love God and they love each other. There's no better means of security than knowing your mom and dad love God. They love you 
and they want the best for you. Fourthly and finally, portrayal. Portrayal. A living illustration of Christ's relationship with the church. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 9, it says, One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. Who is the bride? The bride is the church. Amen. And the husband, amen, is the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. We have portrayal in the Bible uh, illustrating that just like the marriage situation, we have husband and wife, also within Revelation and in the New Testament and in the Old Testament, we have the picture of God, the husband, or Jesus Christ, the husband, and the bride, the church. I'm, I, ain't got, again, I ain't got time to go into it, but you know there's going to come a time when we're going to have what we call the rapture. When the church is taken up from the earth and we will go to glory to be with Jesus. And there's a time that's going to be called the marriage supper of the Lamb. It's going to be the biggest party. This world, this universe has ever seen. When Jesus welcomes his bride, the church, into glory. And we rejoice in that union with Jesus Christ, our Savior. And the church of Jesus Christ coming to its wonderful, wonderful conclusion that we are together. Jesus the Lamb. Jesus, our Savior. And Jesus, our husband, and we, the bride, joined together in unity. There are so many verses in the Scriptures that portray it. Ephesians 5, 31 to 33, it's not on the screen, but it says, For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. And then it says, this is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Cleaving, being part of God's plan for the future. You know, even in the Old Testament, we have the portrayal of this whole aspect of husband and wife. In the Old Testament, uh, it is seen as the Israel when they turned away from God. God speaks of it as adultery. They are turning from their God, from their husband, from their leader, and turning to other nations and their gods. Jeremiah 3.14 says, Return, faithless people, declares the Lord, for I am your husband. I will choose you, one from a town and two from a clan, and bring you to Zion. And Jeremiah 3.20, But like a woman unfaithful to her husband, so you, Israel, have been unfaithful to me, declares the Lord. God is using the parallel of marriage and our relationship with God, whether it's in the Old Testament or New Testament or in time to come. God is wanting to build marriage. He's wanting to build relationships. He's wanting to grow 
his church. And so in conclusion this morning, there are so many things about marriage that God is wanting to say about our relationship with him. In marriage, partnership, potential is so important in marriage. But it's a picture of our relationship too with Jesus. How much is your relationship with Jesus this morning? Jesus offers companionship. Someone who will get alongside you and wants to walk with you through the journey of life. It's trust. You can trust Jesus. You can trust God with your life. You can give yourself to him and he will take you. He will bless you. He is someone who knows everything about us but still loves us. And who we can put our confidence in this morning.